Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we shout our questionable expertise into the yawning void of the internet. I'm Matt Heron. It's me, Jeff. I'm Louisa Heron. Jeff, are you trying to protect your identity in case you decide to run for president one day? Mm. Mm, no, I will just delete this podcast if I do that. <laughs> yeah. That's how we'll know. That's when you put your bid in to, to run. <laughs> I mean, I I do like the idea of announcing your political candidacy by deleting your entire internet presence. <laughs> yeah, I think more people should do it that way. I agree. They, I, there was what was it? Hmm. Mm-hmm. There, there was a movie once where the MacGuffin was a computer virus virus that would erase your entire internet presence. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Sounds vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. But sure. <clears throat> I all I remember is somebody <laughs> developed a virus that would wipe out every part of you, every record of you everywhere on the internet, like by infecting every computer or whatever, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah. uh that does sound very like re- relieving. Would it yeah. delete all your Twitter accounts and stuff too? Yeah, that'd be pretty good. <clears throat> like, oh sorry, I couldn't uh come to your birthday party because my Facebook presence was erased by a virus. <laughs> yeah, I would actually like that a <laughs> the lot. The perfect excuse. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's weird because I do love the internet and, like, use it constantly, but also I feel like there's a there is a way in which I could be happier with much less internet in my life. Yeah, I know what you mean, but man, it's hard to give stuff up, you know? <clears throat> well, and it's not even, like... I should give it up. It like be, I need it, and yeah. I, I realize as I'm saying this that I sound like a drug addict. But I mean, <laughs> like I don't know. So much stuff is just so much easier to do when you have the internet always at your fingertips. Yeah, um, and so much is required. Like even government stuff, they'll be like, "Well, go online for this. If you, yep. you have to go online for that." Yep, but I, it does feel like the more you pour into the internet, the more the internet vomits its evil back into you. Make a movie about this concept. Social Jeff. media should just be illegal. <laughs> but again, <laughs> social media is so... You remember having to invite people to parties before the the social media <laughs> platforms existed? Yeah. yeah, and that's how we have to do it now, because everyone's, like, half of everyone has jumped off of Facebook. Yeah, and that sucks. I mean, I guess. I don't agree, because I <laughs> jumped off Facebook real fast, so. I mean, I that's true, and it is frustrating to, have to, to invite you to parties, Louisa. I know, you're gonna have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> I tried to switch. Oh, I tried man. to get over to Google Plus, uh, but nobody liked it because you can't. Uh, I don't know, form communities of Nazis or whatever. <laughs> also, Google is also pretty bad. It's maybe not quite as bad as Facebook, but it's not far, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Oh well. Everything sucks. There's no good solutions. Let's yep. all lie yep. down and die. Wouldn't it be cool if, like, I don't know. Obviously, Joe Biden's not going to be the guy, but if, like, in a few years when somebody... When we get like, a cool Jeff, president with sunglasses? Yeah, when oh. Jeff becomes president... Jeff, when mm-hmm. you run for president after deleting this podcast... President Jeff? <clears throat> yes. When you become president Jeff, can you make the first thing an executive order that makes it illegal to be selfish? Yes. 
Okay. And then, like, everyone will be on blast, and then you can be like, I'm gonna be cool about this, everyone, but just know you owe me. Consider it done. <laughs> yes. This is a strange allegory, I don't really <laughs> see where it's going. Yeah, no, I'm going to become a, a benevolent dictator. Okay. Yeah. One of absolute, the good ones. Absolute power corrupts absolutely, but not me, I'm different. Yeah. Yep. That's what it says on the back of your coin. <laughs> your Sorry Bitcoin. about your boyfriend, but I'm president. <laughs> Uh, the first anonymous president. Or sorry that happened to you, whichever is applicable. Yep. Yeah, that's the card the government sends out to you <laughs> once a year. Yep, I love it. Um, Matt, what'd you do this week? I. Oh, okay. Uh, before before I say that, yeah, I just want to say real quick: uh, the idea of thought crimes always gets a bad rap, but like there are some cri- some thoughts that probably should be crimes. I don't ca- like. I don't care what you think. I think uh, talking and behaving crimes are fine, though. Like if you if your brain produces the thought, like uh, I, like if your brain thinks about I don't know genociding a whole race of people, that is like a thing that brains sometimes do. They like. Like, make thoughts that we don't believe in. But then if you choose to go, oh, that's a good thought, and talk and act based on it, then that should be a crime. That's true, but I'm not talking about that kind of thought crime. I'm talking about the thought crimes of, like, I am more important than everyone else, which Mm. leads to a bunch of little actions that maybe wouldn't be crimes on their own, but together make you do, like, the worst crimes. Yeah, you break into Gotham Bank and steal Mm -hmm. all the diamonds. Do they keep diamonds in the bank? Probably. Yes. It's true. Who's gonna stop that? Batman. The Batman will. No, he won't. He doesn't care about other people. Yeah, he's already been arrested for his own thought crimes. How? I know we've talked about this before, for sure, but- Oh, Batman? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, we've definitely talked about Batman. How has, how has there not been a comic where Batman is the villain yet? There probably has. There's been a couple different I- comics. I would posit that there has been, but the writer of those comics don't know that Batman is the villain in them. Yeah, like, it makes me think of that line that Jeff loves from the Justice League movie, where he says, what's your superpower? And Batman says, I'm rich. Like, the fact that anyone would hear that and be like, this is a good thing that Batman (laughs) said because he's a hero, is not good, because everyone should think, wow, what an asshole. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that uh, Zack Snyder doesn't know how much he hates superheroes, but he really, really hates superheroes. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Maybe he'll uh, say something in like 10 years where he looks back on this movie and is like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Have they ever done a thing where they reveal that Batman once a year asks Superman to put on the Batman outfit and fight crime so that everyone thinks Batman has superpowers? Is that a thing for the comics? Because I love that. that. (laughs) No, I make that's me. That's my idea. I want somebody (laughs) to do that. I think that would be very that was that's so in keeping with Batman's whole thing, and also would be very funny. Yeah, because then people then people would be like, "Can Batman fly?" And then the the whole rest of the time, everyone's like, "We better watch out because Batman's bulletproof." So just don't bother shooting at him. This is an old uh, comic cover from the 60s, I think. I don't I don't know the plot, so I can't tell you how this resolves. But it shows Batman showing Superman like a slideshow. And Batman is telling Superman, look, it turns out I am also from the planet Krypton. And it's <laughs> Batman as like a little five-year-old kid in a little bat costume doing like Superman stuff. <laughs> 
And <laughs> what what do we think? What do we think's going on there? Mm, I think about like, it a lot. <laughs> sounds like a Mister Mixius Pitlick to me. Oh, maybe can he pretend to be Batman? Oh yes. Okay. He, he pretends has. to be all kinds of things. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if he could shapeshift. I thought he just like <laughs> giggled and controlled. <laughs> No, he, he has ultimate control over reality because he's from the imagination dimension. Mm, okay, mm. gotcha. That makes sense, right? Yeah, except sure. for the fact that if if he did have that control, then why is he concerned? Like, how could anyone ever beat him? <laughs> because if you were like, mm, I hate you, Superman, I wish you out of existence, the end. <laughs> Um, right. I, I think that he... You trick him, right? Uh, People yeah, trick him he, a lot, I bet. He just likes having fun. Yeah, but if you tricked him, he would be like, no, you didn't trick me, and then you didn't trick him, the end. <laughs> now then he himself shrinks down into a corn cob because you did actually trick him, yeah. and he just wouldn't admit it. <laughs> he, um... But I mean, he, he follows... Co- he follows the rules that he sets up for his fun little games. No. Look, we're now we're gonna have the argument from evil against omniscience. <laughs> omnipotence. <laughs> Because if he truly has all power over reality, then nothing that ever happens isn't what he wants to have happened. Yeah. If he's asleep, does everything stop existing? Yes. I mean, it doesn't matter because... But once <laughs> no, that's he wakes the opposite, up, Jeff. Oh, no. <laughs> once he wakes up, if he wants things to have happened while he was asleep, then they did. Oh. Okay. It really makes you think... Mm, yeah. So. Uh, no, I think it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it really, like, the whole concept of omnipotence gets pretty wild because, I mean, it's like infinity, right? Like, if you can truly do anything, then there's, then, then everything you've done is already what happened. Do you know what I mean? I mean, you can't think that way. <laughs> there are things he chooses not to do. Well, then, but that means he doesn't want to do, like, <laughs> He doesn't if want there's to something... do everything, he can do everything. But what I mean to say is, if anything happens that he doesn't like, then he can make it not have happened. Yeah, and he does that all the time. But then, how is he a, how is he a villain and not just God? Uh, he's mm, all I know is God. Billy Moomy was a villain in that Twilight Zone episode yeah, exactly. where he people into the cornfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he wasn't omnipotent, because he couldn't rewrite, like, time. He couldn't go back and undo things he'd done previously. We don't know that. He was a kid. Maybe that hadn't occurred to him yet. Mr. Mr. Mixapitlick's uh, goal is not to, like, steal money or take over the world. He just likes playing fun games with uh, Superman. And Superman uh, treats him as a villain because Superman hates the fun games. Yes. that. But, yes, I guess my point is, like... If he wants to play fun games with Superman, then that's going to happen regardless of what Superman says. Yeah, and it does. <laughs> Couldn't he just change Superman's heart to make Superman want to play those yeah, games? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes, thank no, you. No, I, I think that he... I think that annoying Superman is part of it for him. Oh, that's how he gets off. Yeah. Mm. That's okay. why, that's that explains why he's jerking off on the cover of every comic he's <laughs> yeah. in. It's why he I just wears, allow that, but he wears his little bowler hat and a shirt and no pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in my mind, Mr. Mixel Pitlick and uh, the Great Gazoo from Flintstones are basically the same thing. They yes, are, you yes. are right. Okay. They are, yes. Okay, good. What was the guy, what's that guy's name from Deal or No Deal and Bobby's World? Howie Mandel. Howie Mandel. Uh, Howie Mandel played him on the Lois and Clark TV show. <laughs> 
Pretty good. Uh, I can't stop thinking about that version of Mr. Mixus Pitlick. (laughs) Did he blow up a glove with his face? (laughs) Probably. I remember that when that was like the way to make fun of Howie Mandel. (laughs) What a great time. Didn't he like burst a blood vessel in his eye doing that or something? Probably all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I, I feel like he suffered some fairly serious medical trauma as a result of it. Anyway, this is what I did this week. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I was on, on the hunt for a car, and I... You were uh, trying to give people your money, and they said, no, thank you. Yes, which was absolutely wild. Uh, I finally found a dealership that had the car that I wanted. Uh, it was in Princeton, so I had to drive 45 minutes to get there, which is absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got there, and I bought the car, so I have a, a brand new... Uh, Honda Ridgeline pickup truck. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Now, if you had to assign gender qualities to this car, would you say it's a more (laughs) masculine car or a more feminine car? Jeff is referencing several conversations we had not on the podcast, so for the listener... (laughs) Those are um, Easter eggs. That's what we call them now. Yeah. uh, Except (laughs) they're Easter eggs that are are just the foil, and then when you open it, there's no candy inside. (laughs) Someone has already eaten the candy. You find a little note that says, this egg, this egg sure was delicious. Signed, Louisa. You'll never catch me. Yes. Uh, I love this new supervillain Louisa's turning into. She just steals um, anyway. eggs. It's a very limited time of year yeah. that she's active. Uh, my last car that I had for 17 the years. The Egg Extractor. How about that one? Mm, pretty good. Okay. Uh, this X-egg, car. X Egg Guitar. That's already mm. a Pokemon. Yeah, I know, but you <laughs> yeah, can dress up it. like a palm tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I get into people's houses to take yeah. Easter eggs. You disguise yourself as their uh, indoor palm tree that they have. <laughs> exactly. Yep. <laughs> Perfect crime. Oh, she's very active in Florida. Anyway, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, the I the car that I had for 17 years before this one uh, was a Honda Fit, and it ran very well. I never had major problems with it, so I wanted to get a Honda again, um, and I wanted to get a pickup truck because the main problem I have with my old car, besides the fact that it was getting very old, uh, was the fact that I could never fit, like, lumber and stuff in it. <laughs> so, I got the Honda Ridgeline pickup truck, uh, but the literally the only negative I saw on any online reviews was people, including professionals, reviewers saying that it just didn't look masculine enough, <laughs> which is why Jeff brought up the gender qualities of this car. <laughs> um, I don't think that there... I think that it's pretty crazy to uh, assign gender to a truck. I so. mean, you did yeah. get the Georgia O'Keefe edition, though, right? Uh, not... Well, I you have to get the stencil and stencil a vagina onto the hood before it counts. <laughs> You know, I would argue no, that would make flowers. a truck more. I would argue that that would make a truck more masculine. That's true. <laughs> Dinah stenciled onto the cover. Okay, yes, yeah. that's very true. <laughs> like that truck from Kill Bill. I don't, don't know, know what you're one. talking about. Uh, it's the truck she gets in uh, when she gets out of the hospital. I haven't seen the movie. It's a big yellow and pink pickup truck that says "Pussy Wagon" on the side. Cool. What? Do you want to just recount the whole plot of Kill Bill right now? <laughs> uh, she kills some ninjas. Um, cuts off Lucy. Yeah, sounds scalp. sounds racist. Yeah, it sounds pr- like it's, it's getting pretty racist. Almost definitely yeah. a racist movie. <clears throat> cool. Um, so anyway, it's really incredibly wild how much more complicated cars have gotten over the last 17 years. Yes. 
Because your last car did not have a USB port in the dash. Correct. Does your new one have a, um, like, um, uh, computer screen? It does, yes. Oh, I, see, I don't like that. I kind of never want a car that has that. I think they all have that I now. Know. <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, it has a computer screen with, like, navigation and stuff. It's really good for controlling, like, satellite radio, because yeah. there's, like, 600 channels, and you don't want to just go through them sequentially. Yeah. 600 um, channels and nothing all. Yeah. Uh, Jen's favorite part of the car so far is the satellite radio, because there's, like, 50s on 5, 60s on 6, and all that stuff. Yeah. I do mm. like that. Occasionally, I, I have that enabled in my car, but occasionally I get free um, subscription for a while, and then I enjoy that. But I'm not going to pay for it. We had, um, we had I think it was Sirius, uh, and then became Sirius XM as part yeah. of our satellite TV package growing up uh, when oh. I was, like, a teenager, and it was very fun to listen to, like, oh, yeah here we go this is like the only bruce springsteen channel <laughs> yeah yeah i get it for free for like six months i think as part of the new car so i'll see if i want to keep it after that yeah <clears throat> um but yeah it's it's got the it's got a thing where uh there, it, there's two keys one for me and one for jen and when you set the seat position it detects which person is in the car and Whoa. sets the seat to the thing that they mm. wanted last time they were in there and then one day you need to borrow Jen's key and you get in the car and the seat crushes you into a cube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace. That man. implies that Jen's very short, but she's not, but she's just a little bit shorter than you. Uh, I mean, she's like a foot and a half shorter than me. Well, that's insane. She's not a foot and a half shorter than you. No, she's like, uh, she's like a f- little over a foot shorter than me, I think. I mean, no. short enough that it does... <laughs> she's not. Matt, you're she what, 6'2"? No, I'm six foot basically do you, do you think jen is five feet tall this is a strange thing to she's say. five three so she's a little less than a foot shorter than me <laughs> uh-huh <laughs> well that is cool um yeah it's very it's very helpful because when i drive jen's car i have to adjust everything every single time so yeah. this will be nice does it move the mirrors for you too yep nice and and it remembers what temperature you had the air conditioning at <laughs> <laughs> which is very weird. So Jen likes the car way co- colder than I do. So every time she gets in, it just instantly starts blasting. So yeah, it's very it's very interesting. And like, I'm still getting the hang of the fact that there's no metal part on the key that you put into a hole. Yeah. You just sit down and push a button and it goes. That is very, very bizarre. That is weird. I, I but, don't like replacing simple physical mechanisms with electronic devices, uh, yeah. because electronic devices, uh, if they, if they're like, it's a binary, it either works or it doesn't work, whereas you can, like, finagle a physical device. Yeah, I, I mean, that's true, but it is nice to not have dangling keys hitting your leg while you're driving. <laughs> Uh, I am five feet four inches tall, and it's rarely a problem for me. <laughs> well, uh, I I think it's good. I like the fact that I literally, I think I haven't taken the key fob out of my wall, uh, out of my, like, pouch since I got the car, because there's no need to do that ever. You're like marsupial mm, pouch, where you raise your young? Yes, exactly. Cool. And they lo- kid babies love to play with keys, we know this. Yep. Mm-hmm. You've got a little yep. baby possum there. 
Mm-hmm. Matt, are you paranoid like I would be that one day you'll need the key for some reason indoors and you won't? It'll be so strange that you need it that you forget to put it back and then you try to go get in the car and you freak out because you don't know where the key is or where it could possibly be? Uh, that is certainly a possibility, but I will say, like, when I turned in my incredibly old car, they were like, you probably don't have both keys, right? And I was like, no, I definitely do. And then they're like, you probably don't still have the, like, you know, user manual or whatever. I I think I am the type of personality that I don't need to worry about that kind of thing. Yeah, I hope not. It's kind of like the thing where you have something remember your password, and then one day it doesn't remember it, and you're like, oh shit, what do I do now? I was used to this uh, level of luxury. Reset your password. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> when, when you're talking about a key that you always have in your wallet, but then suddenly you don't, you know. Yeah. Well, that's why I split up the two keys between me and Jen, so that way if for some reason something happens to mine, hopefully we'll find hers. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be good. Um, it's so nice to drive a new car and just constantly realize that something's probably not going to go wrong. Yeah, I. it's... The, my old car worked just fine, but mm. it was a manual transmission, and it was old enough that sometimes it would just stall out while I was at a stoplight, and it's not a big deal. That happens to older manual transmission cars. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I was always worrying about that yeah. happening. Yes. I didn't even realize it until I started driving this car and felt that anxiety start to loosen up. And I was like, oh, I was anxious all the time. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Oh, that's great. I'm glad you finally got it and you don't have to worry about it now anymore. Yep. Now I just have to worry about paying for it. Well, yes. <laughs> but at least it's- that's more uh, like codified. <laughs> that's a set system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do think when I last got a car, I was like living on a shoestring budget and in the shittiest of apartments in New Brunswick. Mm -hmm. And so making payments every month was very stressful. And I keep thinking this is going to be the same as that was, but I don't think it will be because I have a much more stable life now. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. It's just hard to get over that feeling like uh, something bad's gonna happen. <laughs> yes, it's true. Uh, uh, I now I th- you over the entire lifespan of that car. <laughs> I know. Yes, you you were. I think you were one of the first people I gave a ride in that car to. Wild. <clears throat> um. Yes, it is very wild. I'm I'm annoyed that I bought the car now and not in winter time, so I can't try out like the all wheel drive and the heated seats and mm. steering wheel and stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I guess we'll get there eventually. I like that you named uh, your car Hlamrai. Yes. Uh. So. Uh. The I've always every time every car I've ever had I've named after a mythological horse of some kind. <laughs> um. And this one I named Hamrai or Hlamrai, uh, which is the name of uh King Arthur's first horse. <laughs> He had two, uh, but the the one that he had in Welsh stories that was a mare, it was the only mare that, that the Knights of the Round Table rode into battle. Everyone else had stallions, but he said, no, this mare is the best horse, and she would run into battle, and she would be the best uh, charger to ride on. She also killed a sea serpent one time <laughs> by Pretty herself. Good. And yep. you had to give the car a female name because, as we know, <laughs> yes, the thing that exactly you is how feminine this car is. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, wonderful. Yep. So, Louisa, what did you do this week? Uh, this week, a new video game came out that we've all played a little bit, um, and this game is Pokemon Snap. 
Yay. I think we're all looking forward to it. Uh, it's a very gentle sort of game. The plot is you're in like a little cruiser, you're going along a set track through a little uh, environment, and you're taking photos of Pokemon that are living and playing and eating around you. So, pretty great. As I was playing it, I was thinking about how the Pokemon game, there was a previous Pokemon Snap game that came out on, what was it, N64? Nintendo 64, I think? Yep. Yeah. Um, playing it, I was thinking about how, like, playing Pokemon games since then to now, there have been all of these huge leaps forward in, like, uh, you know, quality of life stuff in the Pokemon games. And this Pokemon Snap game is as if there were those iterations going on in Pokemon Snap somewhere, and yeah. we didn't have access to them, <laughs> and then you get this and you're like, oh, look, this is all the good stuff. This is as much better as the the regular Pokemon games were. I like that because it's only the second one and everyone was just going to call it the new Pokemon Snap anyway. They called it new Pokemon Snap. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I did notice that. It was pretty good. Yep. Um, uh, one of our friends, I don't know if it was one of you two guys, but, uh, somebody said that there's way too many characters, which there are. There's a professor who teaches you, and then they have a cool uh, apprentice who teaches you, and then another apprentice shows up, and they have a, like, an annoying kid's sidekick. There's fucking way too many characters. It's absolutely insane, because they, all of these characters have nothing to do with the game. (laughs) Yeah, they're just teaching you things. The professor could just do all of it. Yeah. There's all these things where, like, a little person will pop up and they'll be like, that was a great shot, or, oh, I wish I'd taken that photo, or whatever. And they're all different people, but they don't need to be. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that the camera was, um, in, in the mainline Pokemon games, they've introduced the idea of a Pokemon called Rotom, which is an electric, like, ghost that takes over electronics. So a lot of your electronics you deal with are sort of uh, AI enabled by this Rotom. It just should have been a Rotom camera, and the Rotom could talk to you. Well, I don't I don't know how far you've gotten in the game yet, Louisa, but I haven't finished it yet. That could still happen. Oh, uh, I mean, that's true. I, I don't know how far I am either. I've unlocked, I think, five locations, so. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. I've re- unlocked six. I'm, mm, you're the expert. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many more there are. I know there's at least one, because there's a part of the map that's, like, on fire. <laughs> yes. And I haven't gotten there yet, <laughs> so I want to know what's up with that. Probably somebody uh, started a fire. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. The um, way that you go through it, being in a little car on a set track, is kind of like uh, like a dark ride at a Midway or at Disney World or whatever. So yeah. you're kind of seeing the same things every time, but the ways you can affect them change what uh, shots you're able to get. So yeah. that's pretty fun. Yeah, and it's very clever because in the original Pokemon Snap... Um, it, it it was the same way. You were on rails through the whole thing, and you would see the same things happen every time, and then you could affect them by, like, throwing fruit at them, or mm-hmm. annoying them, or playing music, or whatever. Um, and But, like, the Pokemon did the same thing every time, and then you your behavior was the thing that changed them. Yeah. Whereas, in this one, there are... You gain experience as you take pictures, and once you reach a new level, all the Pokemon do different things. Yeah! Oh. That really is like that. awesome. That's fun. Yes, and mm. you'll see new ones uh, show up in the same uh, environments. Yeah. So and like there's new things to see. So, so as not to spoil anything, I will only talk about the first level. Mm. Um, you can go through the first level at daytime or nighttime, and as you go through uh, at 
during the day, you sometimes see hints of Pokemon that will show up at night. As you level up, those Pokemon that show up at night start to show up more during the day as well, and vice versa. That's so, awesome. like, yeah. Scorbunny only shows up at night at first, but once he gets comfortable seeing you at night, he starts showing up during the day as well to, like, kick the side of your truck or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you, I do love that. You initially just find some, like, cooked apples, and you're like, oh, I wonder what this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it turns out Scorbunny lives there. It's not. That's it's not, not it. It's not oh. Scorbunny. <laughs> Spoilies. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, I also like that, uh, for instance, in the first course, if you look down right away when you start, you'll see a Grookie, who's a tiny little green monkey, and Pichu, who's a little yellow electric mouse. Yep. Uh, they run across your path, chasing each other. And yep. then if you uh, look along the sides of the track or behind you sometimes, you'll see they continue to play tag and hide and watch you. And uh, then they have a little party at the end where they laugh and clap their hands talking to each other. And it's really good to get photos of that. So, And what, once you get to level three or four, uh, Grookey starts waving to you. <laughs> like, he'll stop in the track and wait for you to catch up to him so that you'll, and like, he'll tap on the, the ground with the, his little stick. It's very cute. <laughs> it is very cute. Uh, so I'm enjoying the game a lot. Um, I was reading some stuff about it online, and someone said, this is a great first-person shooter. <laughs> yes. And I don't like that it's called that, but the mechanic is exactly the same. Yeah. I'm surprised after the first Pokemon Snap that this kind of thing didn't happen more, because, yeah. like, I love games i love first person games and most of them are shooters but i don't love shooting humans mm-hmm. yeah, i know this is a revolutionary idea but like <laughs> even even when they're nazis or space pirates or whatever i'm not thrilled about a game where i'm shooting a human or sentient being and hoping they die yeah, you just like argon trail where you get to shoot so many buffalo you can't even carry them all yeah yes I do hate Buffalo. <laughs> uh, no, I totally know what you mean. And, um, uh, yeah, it's great to... To not violently uh, interact with your surroundings. <laughs> it's great to have a, let's call it a shooting game, to have a shooting game where you get a shot and then you can continue to shoot and maybe get better shots, but the creature isn't affected, so it's not reacting to what you're doing. You know what I yep. mean? Like, yes. in a real shooter, they either die or then attack you, but it's not going to do either of those things. Yep. Although sometimes those Pokemon do attack you, and that is fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some of them are very large. There's a, um, uh, what is it called? Waylord that shows up yes. in one of the water levels. Doesn't hurt you. It just shows up. But man, I don't like that. These guys are so big. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I don't like that in one that, bit. <laughs> in that same uh, water level, there are Sharpedos that are just mm. around or whatever. Mm. And one time I was taking a billion pictures of a Finneon doing something funny. And then I just turned the camera around and a Sharpedo <laughs> leapt out of the water and was like, <laughs> right in my face and scared the shit out of me. Oh, man. So it's very good for a game where not a whole lot happens. Yeah, it's weird how compelling... It's hard to explain. uh, How compelling the game is, even though, like, all you're doing is uh, looking at Pokemon. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's a game where you get to look at all the Pokemon, but it's so relaxing and fun. It does have the problem that I had with the first Pokemon Snap, which is... 
you only gain experience for shots that you take that are better than the shots you already have. Mm-hmm. And so, as you get better and better shots, it in addition to needing more experience to level up, you also it's also harder to gain experience. Yes, I've mm. done a few runs a few more times to try to get better shots and ended up only getting like 200 points on that level where yeah. when I first did that level I would get like, you know, 30,000 points. Yeah. Mm. Um I hope that they realize that that is not ideal and patch it somehow. Um, because the other thing is, there are some Pokemon where you can get pictures of them on different, uh, in different tracks. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah. for instance, you know, Pidgeot or Pidgeotto or whatever, um, uh, is both daytime park and nighttime park. And you get experience separately for those two. So, if you get a, a, a perfect shot of the Pidgeotto during the day, but you really needed that experience at night, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can take the picture and then just discard it. But yeah, you do have to take the picture. But right. you don't you don't get experience for it. Ooh, it's very unless complicated. It, unless it beats the score of your old picture, you do not get experience for it. Yeah, it's complicated because they rank your picture based on, like, I think six different metrics. And yeah. it's very hard to tell sometimes what will be a better picture. Like, you can kind of intuitively tell, like, in real life, what would be a better picture if you get the, the subject more in focus, if they're, it's, it's a, like a close-up picture of them, that's better. But yeah. sometimes certain actions are better than other ones, and it's, like, very subjective <laughs> on what the game is going to think is better. Yeah. yeah, I took a picture of a Murkrow through a bush, and it, <laughs> yeah. it was a... Per- it got like a perfect score and yeah. I'm so mad because I can't beat it with a better one to get rid of that <laughs> stupid bush picture. Yeah, I have something like that. Ugh. Oh, man. Well, but it's very game. good. And yeah. it's so it's so much more relaxing a game than a game where you have to fight things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, as you're going through, you, even if you screw up, you're like, okay, well, this will yeah. be over in a minute and then I can do it again if I want. Yeah. No big deal. Uh, I, I do was... feel panicked, like, every time I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna miss something, even though, like, you mm-hmm. can just do it over and over. Yes, I do as well. <clears throat> that subsides at the more times you go through a track. Although, like, there's a couple of things where I did this, the track, I don't know, 10, 15 times, and I still missed something until somebody was like, hey, idiot, <laughs> look over here. <laughs> yes, that's happened to me. And I get very nervous. There are times when um, your camera can do like uh, background scanning. And there are, in some of the uh, levels, you have to do a background scan in a certain place at a certain time for the camera to know that your car could go along a different track. Yes. Oh, oh man, that is very difficult. That reminds me a lot of uh, riding uh, the horse in one of the Legend of Zelda games where you're trying to get a good score on the arrow shooting uh, uh, run, mm-hmm. and it's like you just keep you keep going past the same point, and you can't pause and like take your time to figure out what's going on. You have to just be able to hit it right while everything else is going on. So yes. That's a bit frustrating. And every single time, I'm like, which of these forks did I take last time again? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, but otherwise, very good, and I recommend it for anyone who likes uh, first-person shooters or even puzzle games, I would say. If you enjoy yeah. to look at Pokemon, too. Mm, exactly. I do I do feel like, I, I don't know, as I said, I don't know what else happens through the course of the game. I wish there was one more way to interact with the world, because yeah. 
There's stuff like throwing a fruit to bonk a Pokemon, just like in the first one, or to get them to eat the fruit. Mm. And then there's playing music, and then there's these little, like, electric globes or whatever that you throw at things, and then it powers them up. Mm. But, like, I want there to be something to be, like, use a superpower. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Use my laser eyes to just incinerate this (laughs) buffalo. No, not me. I mean, like, I want to to prompt the Pokemon to use their ability. I see. Because... All right. Other than, like, occasionally Score Bunny doing a fire kick or whatever, mm-hmm. none of the Pokemon actually do anything. <laughs> yeah. They're always just, like, sleeping, and I'm like, I know you can make earthquakes with your brain, <laughs> asshole. Do it. Yeah, I mean, some of that sort of, I guess, happens naturally as you get a higher level of the level, but that yes. is very hard to achieve. And, like, I just got to... Uh, there's a, the flower field at the end of the first track, mm-hmm. and it's got, um, what is it, a floor gaze or whatever, the like, uh, very feminine looking, yes. uh, flower Pokemon. Um, and I threw, uh, like power balls and fruits at her every single time, a hundred times, <laughs> and she never reacted in any way. Uh, I was just goofing around and I threw like 30, electric balls at her as I was passing, and she did power up and used, like, Petal Storm or whatever (laughs) on me. I was like, oh shit, this, you could do this? (laughs) The one power I wish I had in this game, the only one I want, is the power to pause your little car for a minute. Let me sit here! Let me sit here as long as I want and watch this Pikachu walk back and forth over the same one foot of space. Just let me do that! You don't have to add extra stuff to the game for that! Oh, man. Yeah. No, there's there's uh, other people in line behind you. <laughs> I wonder if they want to, They don't want to do a thing where you get like behind the narrative, like like with that Pichu and Grookey playing tag. Like, what if they get to the end and you're still at the beginning taking pictures of buffalons or whatever? <laughs> See, I think that should be fine. Everything should just be triggered by you reaching it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, that's just what I would like. I think it would cause a challenge for them because uh, then they'd have to, like, make sure those the behaviors, as sparse as they are, loop properly. Hmm. Maybe. Because uh, if you just go past it and you can't see those bouffalants anymore, they can just T-pose or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what they like to do in their natural state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, it's tricky because sometimes I will focus on one Pokemon as long as I can see it from when it's way ahead of me, and then I'll turn in my little car until I'm looking at it behind me, and it'll keep doing the same thing, so I feel like they're already on a loop, but maybe not. Watch out, Louisa, that's how you get a Sharpedo to the face. (laughs) Yeah, be careful. I'll have to keep that in mind. Uh, Alright, Jeff, what did you do this week? I started playing a game that I know for sure we have talked about uh, on this show in the past. Um, Subnautica? I had it for free on the PlayStation 4. Um, And I expected it to feel like uh, Valhalla or Minecraft, but wet. Uh, And instead it has ended up feeling a a bit more like The Outer Wilds, another game I've talked Mm. about on this show. Is Uh, that a survival game? Is this a survival game? This is a survival game. Okay. Uh, that game is not as much a survival game. That game is a, like, fully just a mystery game. There's not really systems interacting. Um, But the mystery vibes from this seem similar. um, Because, like, the world is very open. You can go to a lot of different 
different places right from the start. Uh, and even the place, like, even it though... takes her fucking ever, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even though there's places you, like, can't uh, technically go yet, the world still feels very open. Um, but, you know, it's just fun going around collecting uh, rocks and then turning those rocks into submarines and then getting those submarines destroyed by uh, monsters. Love it. <laughs> that big old submarine you get late game is, like too much it's like a fucking spaceship <laughs> yeah i i liked it uh i still haven't gotten the the like between i got the the handheld mm. one the little one person one and then the big giant enormous one i didn't get the one between the one person one and the big enormous one yet um hmm. but i did, did you get the mech suit yet that's a fun one that's the in-between one that i didn't get Oh, okay. Um, but I, I want that one because, yeah, I think the big one might have been too big. Although, it yeah. was not that expensive to build. Like, I had all the stuff already. Yeah, it, it's easier to build, but it, it can't get down into all of the places you need to go to do the, like, mystery-solving stuff. Yeah, exactly. So, I just sort yeah. of drove in one direction and kept diving until uh, the monster at the edge of the map that kills you when you get to the edge of the map killed me. Yep. <laughs> um, which had happened to me before in my other vehicles, but I couldn't really see it this time because this one has poor maneuverability. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, that ultimate submarine is was like very disappointing to me i also really enjoyed that game and like did you have you gotten to the parts where you're like way 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 down and you find all the weird alien like ruins and stuff uh i found the one alien thing that's on an island um but the deepest i could go was 500 meters with my giant sub and i uh did not uh get down that far before getting exploded <laughs> there's some there's some like caves that go way deeper and have some some more alien mystery stuff in it um but also like the walls start being poison <laughs> <laughs> and it's very, very difficult to do anything. Yeah. Um, I feel like I would have enjoyed the big submarine more if I had used it like a mobile base instead of like a ship uh, where I was yeah, just like, that's... I'm going to park this here and then have something else to go do. Yeah, that's what I ended up doing. I think that's what it's intended for, actually. Yeah, because you can build stuff on the walls. Uh, like, mm -hmm. uh, what's it call it? You know. F food generator? Yeah, the thingy. Uh, yep. <laughs> I forget the word they use for it i don't know the it, thing that makes seaweed or whatever fabricator, fabricator. yeah there you go uh, yeah you basically like can dump uh fish and rocks and garbage into this thing and it'll make you like guns and water bottles and stuff you say yep. earl gray tea hot right yep yep then you get yeah, killed you by the monster you have to throw like four fish and rocks in there for it to make earl gray tea <laughs> Did you turn off the food requirements like everyone does? No, absolutely not. That's part of oh. it for me. I love that. Uh, I tried to resist that for a long time, but it's just so repetitive and boring to be like, oh, I have to stop solving alien mysteries to eat more seaweed cakes, I guess. <laughs> I got the knife that uh, cooks fish when you kill them. Yeah. Uh, they should make that for real life, right? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they do if you just have a really hot knife. <laughs> like a hot knife through a living fish in the water. <laughs> yep. That's, uh, yeah. It, now, it's very cartoony, but it is like a red glowing hot knife. When you hit a fish with it, it turns into the cooked fish item. <laughs> now, how would this hot knife in real life work? 
I'm wondering. I um, wouldn't poorly. It's a, solder, as it's a soldering iron, but you sharpen the mm. tip. So you're saying it electrically heated, Louisa? Yeah, this is a great <laughs> this idea. This underwater knife it being heated through electricity. Uh, listen, you take the cord and you plug that in on land, hello. <laughs> it is absolutely 100% electric in the game, though, because you make it by combining a knife and a battery. Yeah, that would kill you so fast. Yep. And you never have to recharge it, though. Weirdly. <laughs> well, it's a very good battery. Mm. Someday they're going to figure out how to do, like, LEDs, but with heat, and it's going to change everything. Oh, man, this guy's obsessed with laser vision, isn't he? Mostly going to change warfare, though. Yep. Louisa, do you think that laser vision and LEDs are somehow related? <laughs> I think that you think they are, and you're obsessed. What? <laughs> Why would I think they are? I know how they work. <laughs> Uh, you're just obsessed with the idea of lasers being shot, is all I'm saying. There are there are no lasers involved in LEDs! Right, but the idea of heat LEDs is very similar to the idea, the magical idea, of laser beams. <laughs> it's not! Oh man, <laughs> splitting hairs. <laughs> now, I love that this is a conversation where you're trying to accuse me of magical <laughs> thinking for the things that I scientifically understand how they work, but you don't. Listen, it's like the idea of, if you, like, were really interested in the idea of uh, humans being able to just fly on their own, but then you started mm -hmm. talking about, like, well, if you were underwater, what if you had, like, big wings made of fabric or something that would help you, and you'd be like, mm, this guy's obsessed with flying. But then your like, dad's think like, the don't thing. fly too high or the sun will melt the wax mm -hmm. on your wings and you'll fly. And you're like, fuck you, and... dad. Yeah. R.I.P. to you, but I'm different. <laughs> yep. You'd be like, no, I'm underwater, I'm water-cooled, I'll be fine, and then you get eaten by a giant hammerhead shark. Oh no, I forgot I had this hot knife, it's melting the wax on my wings. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> what were we talking about, Godzilla vomiting lasers? I'm still thinking about that. Yeah, that also is something we said before the show started, so that's not going to mean anything to anyone. Uh, go watch Godzilla vs. Kong, where he barfs a laser to the center of the earth. <laughs> It's true, he does. He does do that. Great. Um, I do think that barfing lasers would be cooler than saying laser breath, though. I think we can all agree that's true. Laser breath absolutely sounds like a Star Wars insult. Yeah. Isn't laser breath the, uh, a joke in Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh no, that's taser face. It's the same thing, though. It's all stupid. <laughs> sure. Uh, Subnautica is a game I don't think I would like to play because of my disgust with deep, the deep. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you are afraid of the ocean, don't play this game. Um, yeah. it, it turns on the spooky music when nothing spooky is happening, uh, to make sure you yeah. remember that you're in the ocean, which is spooky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> don't like it. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I, I tried to play sub. If you get Subnautica on your computer, you get for free Subnautica VR as well. Um, and I love VR, and so I tried to play Subnautica VR, and I think that maybe is the sickest VR has ever made me. Did it still <laughs> I was so nauseous. It had the smooth moving around still? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it moves, it controls the same way, but, like, if you're swimming forward and then, I mean, it, it's quite hard to navigate yourself without bonking into walls sometimes, and, like, if you bonk into a wall and your computer head turns, but your real head doesn't, oh, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not a good feeling. The the games that have smooth movement in VR are so sick-making. It feels like yes. you are floating <laughs> through space, but your body isn't moving, and so it really messes you up. Yep. 
I hate any time that you have to move in VR with the, like, control stick instead of just either teleporting or, like, moving around a limited area in with your real body. Yeah, those are the um, ways to do it. Yeah. I don't understand why anyone likes it the other way. And there's, like, a whole internet culture of people being like, real VR players can control their stuff without getting nauseous or whatever. It's like, man, you really attach pride to some weird things, guys. <laughs> I want to yeah. go play a VR game in just, like, a big empty warehouse so I can do the full, like, walk around. Yeah. That would be nice. Yes. Somebody needs to, like, it's actually insane that that hasn't already happened. We have fucking trampoline warehouses where you can just go jump on trampolines, but we don't have this existing technology leveraged into a real-world obstacle course. What are you doing? Hmm. <clears throat> Is the equipment just too expensive to make however much they could charge you for a run worth it? I don't know. I mean, all you would really need is an Oculus Quest, which are like 300 bucks, and then somebody who knows how to program a VR environment, and then you build that environment physically with stuff, and then overlay the hmm. VR experience on it. I think I think it would actually not be that hard. What if we just <clears throat> built the physical environment? You don't need VR headsets. And we turn a trampoline park into a unlicensed Super Mario Brothers park. Listen, we've talked at length on this po- this podcast about my dreams of one day owning a house with a barn that I can turn into the Legends of the Hidden Temple temple. <laughs> that is going to happen someday. Someday, uh, I want this. For- yeah. Thank you, I appreciate that. It's it's nice when your friends support your dreams. <laughs> if I was rich, I would have a miniature golf course for sure, and I would design it. I'm not having someone else come in and design it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is important to me. Okay, so oh, you- I thought you were going to expound with some details that made your story interesting no, instead of boring. No, then people steal my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, uh, is that your one, you get one eccentricity as a as a rich person to, uh, if you have more than oh, one, shit. You get, you, if you have more than one, you get guillotined. So is your one eccentricity oh, going to be your uh, custom mini golf course? No, uh, no, I think my one ex- eccentricity is going to be owning miniature versions of animals. Ooh, tiny mm. ponies. Yeah, tiny ponies, little chickens, those miniature uh, goats. Yes, small, all the small, small animals. Zoo. Small zoo. <laughs> uh, Matt, what about you? Is your eccentricity going to be the uh, barn still? Uh, I mean, if that counts as a rich person eccentricity, having a barn you can build things in, then I guess so, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I want I would like to have a, a building other than my home where I can build, like, a life-sized version of the 13 Dead End Drive mansion. Oh, See, like, I think your eccentricity would be having one of these things. Having the hidden temple or the mansion. Like, actually building a temple? <laughs> Well, you said you wanted to build the Legends of the Hidden Temple obstacle course. Like, if yeah, what you did that, it wouldn't be the maker space. It would be the eccentricity. It would be that uh, obstacle yeah, course. I guess my eccentricity would be having something that is akin to, like, a theater black box that I could build sets into, <laughs> but not for theater, just for experiencing them. Yeah, just okay. for because... you to get to hang out in the house from Full House. Well, my, my, no, not that. It would be stuff that you could interact with. My dream would be to do, like, every Halloween to do a different one and have people come over for a big Halloween party where it's like, now go through the 13 Dead End Drive house and watch out for that foam suit of armor that might fall on you. 
Like, that would be so fun, you guys. <laughs> I mean, you could do this anyway. I've seen uh, some online videos of a guy who built, in his regular ranch house, he just turned his basement into the uh, deck of the Starship Enterprise. Mm-hmm. You could just I, do that. I don't have a ranch house or a basement. Mm, but I'm saying, you don't need much. Like, you don't need to be rich, you just need to be crazy, <laughs> I guess is my point. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be willing to dedicate space you need to live yes! in to doing things other than living. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think... Jeff, what's your eccentricity? Yeah, uh, yeah Jeff. I think mine would be a, uh, like, I would buy an old movie theater and turn it into my personal movie theater and arcade. Mm. That's pretty good. Barcade, am I right? <laughs> I'm already at the point where I'm like, I have some home arcade equipment, but I just don't have the physical space to have, like, a full-size arcade cabinet, which I do want to have. Uh, but man, if I was an eccentric billionaire, uh, oh, no, not billionaire. That's bad. Uh-oh. No. Eccentric- I'm sharpening no. the guillotine. Oh, no, I, I gave, uh, <laughs> 900... It's going really slowly. Gave <laughs> Talk your way out of it. Away. <laughs> it's fine now. <laughs> If I was an eccentric uh, millionaire, I think my one thing would be having, like, a big arcade to play all the, like, weird stuff that you can't play in a home. And, mm. like, there's also a, a cinema in there. I what think the you... reason that, Jeff, you and I will both never be rich people, and Louisa might, but we won't well. be, is because <laughs> both of our big dreams is to have a building. <laughs> I just, a like, a I just want to be a house a, like you would live a, in. Yeah, slightly bigger than your house building. <laughs> yeah, man, I just want, like, I, I want to buy, like, one thing at the Javits Center. One, one, of, the, <laughs> one of the open rooms. Jeff, oh, how no. about if you move to a town that has a shut-down but beautiful old cinema, and you bought that cinema, and then you not only had it as a movie theater, but you also lived there. How about that? Mm. That's prime eccentric millionaire behavior. And you could wear a cloak and a mask and <laughs> never leave, and everyone would think you were a weird ghost. Yep. Uh, and then when the beautiful opera singer comes in, I would just stalk her and then murder her? I don't know what happens in Phantom of the Opera. I've never seen it or read it. <laughs> no, he just murders everyone she knows. Yeah. Okay, cool. Normal behavior. Yep. Um, no, I, I would never want to live in a small town. That's the big tragedy. Uh, yeah. I'll have to be satisfied going to... Uh, theaters and arcades instead yeah well, i was gonna say if you were willing to build stuff yourself like i see all the time in the middle of nowhere like kentucky or whatever you know 30 acres of land for fifty thousand dollars or less yeah like you could easily afford to go build your own movie theater somewhere then i'd have to like get a different teaching license and drive everywhere <laughs> you're thinking about this and... too logically jeff <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a, it, I think if you have a New York City teaching license, I think getting your Kentucky teaching license is probably not that much harder. No, they wouldn't let me. I'm a liberal elite. <clears throat> yeah, they'd be yeah, like, but here comes could, a big old city boy trying yeah, to you gotta, get a teaching you, license. You got a big beard, you could stealth it till you get in there and then subvert <laughs> all of their children's beliefs. Just get like a flannel shirt and yeah. pretend. And then be like, alright everyone, I'm here to teach you about the gays and how they should be respected and how everyone should be respected no matter what they decide to do 
do with their life, and then everyone will only listen to the first part before they leave their children with you, and then you can lead a revolution. <laughs> this is a strange grift when I just wanted Jeff to live in a movie theater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I do want to clarify, I understand that there are uh, people being held hostage, essentially, in red states by politicians yeah. and wealthy voters, uh, and that most of the reason for the white working class voting against their own interests is uh, because they know- Propaganda. No politicians are interested in them at all. It's true. I think that in some ways those people are smarter than us in that a lot of liberals, myself included, still kind of hold a belief that maybe some politicians care about us. Yep. Yeah, I, I think that uh, there's a lot more um, reasonable logic in, like, yeah, I voted for Donald Trump to own the libs uh, than there is in, I voted for Hillary Clinton because I believe she's a progressive politician. Yeah, or I voted for Hillary Clinton because even though I know she's not a progressive, I hope that by giving her everything she wants in exchange, she will change her ways. Yeah, it's uh, uh, not a, a good thing to uh, believe that you, uh, basing your entire political ideology on making other people feel bad, but, you know, it does have logical sense to it. It does work in a way that basing your political ideology on if I keep voting for Democrats, eventually they'll be better yeah. does not work. Uh, anyway, that's why I've become uh, completely nihilistic about politics. What are we talking about this week? And that's why you've decided to live under the sea. Yeah. And that's why you've become the Joker. <laughs> I've moved to a movie theater under the sea where I can become the Joker at my own leisure. <laughs> it is nice to not be rushed into becoming the Joker. <laughs> Yeah, it's it would be horrible if, like, I don't know, my dad told me I have to smile and then cut my mouth with a knife. Or mm. uh, It's just hard to find paint that stays on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, if people laugh at me during my set, that would be really traumatizing. <laughs> I wouldn't want, I want to, like, I want to ease yeah, into becoming like, a Yeah, or if, like, some asshole billionaire shoved you into a vat of acid. <laughs> no, unacceptable. I just want to, like, chill out, become the Joker at my own pace. <laughs> yep. Watch movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling pretty cute today. Might fuck around and become the Joker <laughs> later. <laughs> I like this coy social media savvy Joker. <laughs> Oh, uh, that would be a good take on the Joker. <laughs> would it? Anyway. Yeah, it's more of a Harley Quinn thing, I suppose. Yeah, that's true. She's definitely anyway, too online in terms of supervillains. Yep. Let's get into the... Oh my god, we've been doing this for so long. <laughs> it's fine. Oh my god. Okay, let's get into the WikiHow. Uh, so what we do on the show is we put a random word into the WikiHow uh, article suggestions page, and then we try to answer the questions of people asking how to do things about our random word, which today is seat. Hooray. Cool. It's very yes. boring, to be fair. I hope one of them is how to unseat an unjust flur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you go to WikiHow for that kind of Well, maybe this is what that means, because I don't understand this one. The first one is how to seat bounce. Yeah. That I also don't understand. Oh no, is this a new TikTok dance that I don't know about because I'm too oh, old? Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely that one where like you fall, it looks like you fell on the floor on your butt, but then you start <laughs> bouncing along it. You've seen that one what? before, right? <laughs> no! Is this something to do with that giant like yoga ball with a handle on it that was a kid's oh, toy when you were kids? Hop it or whatever it's called? Yeah, that fucking thing. Yes. Yeah. No, no. Sorry, seat bounce is a dirt bike. Oh, damn. That's not funny. Yeah, oh. no, I wanted it to be that weird scooting 
uh, butts. <laughs> I want it to be those rubber balls, like when, because if you bounce wrong, you would absolutely fall on your ass and really hurt yes. yourself. <laughs> well, when you were a kid, your bones were so rubbery that you'd be fine, but exactly. I feel like as an adult, I would break my ass instantly every time. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh, it'd be so tragic to fall off of those rubber balls now at my age. Oh yes. my god. <laughs> oh, they'd have to do a whole news story about it. <laughs> and, It'd be all, like, sad graphics, washed-out colors, palettes. Local woman breaks entire ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. How to install seat covers. Um, you just put them over the pillows and cushions on the thing. Maybe they mean for cars, because that is quite tricky, because cars have all kinds of flaps and flanges on the sides of seats, and some of them, no one knows what they do. That's true. You get crumbs in there, and you're like, I finally am getting the crumbs out, let me just open this, and then there's like four whole Cheez-Its. You don't even remember having Cheez-Its. Yeah, and there's like a like a arm that traps your seatbelt, I guess, to lower it down, but no one ever uses it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't get it. A lot of the seat covers in cars seem to be attached with Velcro, like, under the plastic part, so mm. get in there with a screwdriver, I guess? <laughs> it's like with floor mats, though, right? Where, like, the clearly the thing in your car was designed to accept accessories mm-hmm. but those accessories were only made for 6 months and then changed and so now you can't get the kind that fit exactly right anymore yeah. so you're going to have to deal with the fact that like your seat is always going to kind of bunch up under you every time you sit down and it's going to feel awful every time plus when you signed the contract to get your vehicle they were like do you want this thing it's only 5000 extra dollars and you're like no fuck it i don't need floor mats <laughs> yep <laughs> Oh, God. How to seat memory modules. Just push them until they click, idiot. Mm, And if if it's too dusty, you're going to have to get your vacuum out first, like Mm. I recommended last week, and just Mm -hmm. vacuum it out real good. Then it should fit. I do do sometimes push on a RAM chip, and I'm like, I'm pushing very hard. Am I about to snap my motherboard in half? And have you with your superhuman strength? I haven't, but it's very scary sometimes. Uh, I, That's fair. I used to feel that way about trying to take DVDs out of the case, because sometimes they're snapped yes. in the middle so hard, yes. you're like, what the fuck? Yes, you're right. <sighs> Jeff, you were saying something? Uh, no, I, I agree about the DVDs. <laughs> okay. Um, How to reseat RAM and how to reseat memory. Are those, what are they yeah, trying to say Yeah, the here? same thing. That's okay. the same as the memory modules. Okay. We don't need to get into that. How to get first class seats. This is, okay, pay for them. Yes. Done. Okay. The other thing is sign up for your airline loyalty program um, and then go on very long trips because no one wants to pay the premium for first class on like a trip to Europe or God forbid Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are in the, a mem- if you are a member of the free loyalty program and going on an international trip, you have a decent chance, even if you don't have that much like credit saved up of getting upgraded to a first class seat. Mm-hmm. That's true. And you can always ask nicely for fucking anything. Be like, Hey, is there a chance that I could move up to first class? And they'll either say no, or it would cost as much, or sure. So, like, just say it. Don't expect anything. It might happen. Uh, editor's note, they will never say sure. <laughs> they will say no, or it costs this much. Or sometimes, fuck you. But that's fine. <laughs> they have said sure for that sort of thing once I've already been on the plane. 
uh, okay, that's literally never happened to me, and I used to fly 150 times a year. Okay, maybe it's because I'm a woman asking another woman. I don't know what the difference would be, but... Yeah. One time, Matt, though, I not, did... not cute enough, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> One time I had an aisle seat, and the row behind me, there was a child sitting in the middle seat, and their mother was sitting next to me in a middle seat, and the child was very upset that they couldn't sit next to their mother, and so I was like, oh yeah, of course, you can have this seat, and I went to sit in the middle seat behind me instead. Mm. And the stewardess came over to me and was like, you are so kind, and like, kept coming over to me and like, praising me for this I thought totally normal human thing to do. Like, it wasn't even that long a flight. The middle seat sucks, and also she was hitting on you. <laughs> okay, I don't agree with Jeff about the second part, but I yeah. do agree that the middle seat sucks, so it is kind of a it nice does, thing that you did. Well, it sucks, but like, when I, again, I don't fly as much as I used to. When I was flying all the time, like, I just got the hang of wherever my body was, turning off all of the sensory organs and just reading a book or whatever. Becoming so the was, Joker in a different way. <laughs> Yeah, Internally. so, like, I wasn't even aware of any discomfort in my body until we got to the end of the flight, because that's what you have to do, yeah. regardless. Like, all the seats suck. Yeah, that's the thing, they sure do. You awaken the Joker so, inside. Yes, anyway, so, <laughs> like, it really doesn't make that much difference. The middle seat is the middle seat. Um, I don't know. I don't think that it's that big of a deal, but apparently people on airplanes are, like, extremely unwilling to be kind to one another, so. Yeah. I mean, that's true, too. But also, like, a lot of people would need to go to the bathroom, and you probably don't, because I know you. Yes, it's true. I never go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, whenever I do two truths and a lie, the first <laughs> thing I say is I never have gone to the bathroom. Yeah, he had those holes down there all closed up. Mm-hmm. I, I do vomit lasers every day, though. Yeah, that's, that's part of the compromise. Get rid of your toxins. <laughs> yep. You had a uh, you had a, a nuclear generator installed inside of you, a Mister Fusion. <laughs> yep. Uh, how do you fix leather seats? That one's real tricky. I've watched mm. the repair shop. I know Matt sure has. I yes. don't know about Jeff, but uh, the thing not. about it is. Sometimes you can, like, glue the leather back together. Sometimes you need to just take that panel out and put in new leather. And unless you already know how to do it, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. Yeah, the thing that they do most often on Repair Shop is that they will put a piece of sturdy leather under the broken leather mm -hmm. and, like, glue it to both sides and then glue all of the ragged edges down onto that sturdier leather and then dye it so it all matches. Yeah. I've never done that, and it would probably be really hard, but I think that's, like, the only way to solve a rip in a leather seat. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Just throw it away and get a new one. <laughs> that's probably for the You've best. You've already got leather seats, you must be rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fucker. What are you worried about fixing these leather seats yeah, for? <laughs> bastard. I hate you. Yeah, let's sharpen that guillotine up again. <laughs> I feel like you're attacking me personally because I have leather seats in my new car. Oh! Is that what's happening? <laughs> yes, you're part of the 1% now. No, I, oh, think, no. I think he's he's paying uh, the the most foul and vicious price of all, which is that it uh, burns his butt when he sits on them in the, on a hot day. Oh, that's true. It doesn't, because they automatically cool themselves. But anyway. Uh, um, that really is 1% <laughs> behavior. Get out of here. <laughs> How to make a bay window seat. Um, 
So you just need to put the, like, rail on the wall, and then you can cut a piece of wood to sit on top of it. And then you upholster it or whatever, right? Yeah. I think so. Just throw some you cushions get use, on the windowsill. You get to use that cool tack gun to attach uh, padding and uh, fabric to your bench. Yeah, I, I've always wanted to have pneumatic tools. Mm. I feel like they're way cooler. I mean, like, they don't do better a better job, but they make that cool, like, foop! sound when you shoot a nail into things. Yeah, like your own finger, which would definitely happen. (laughs) Yes. I did once shoot a staple from a staple gun into my own hand (laughs) accidentally. Uh, Mm. So maybe I shouldn't be trusted. That's why you have that 2x4 staple to your hand. Yes. I've been wondering about that for a long time. (laughs) I was doing a thing where I was was trying to hang Christmas lights with with the staple gun, and like, the staple gun I have is so bizarre because it, the part that looks like the front is actually the back. Oh, so yeah, was, I've noticed that with some of them, yeah. <laughs> so I've, I was trying to put it in with the part I thought was the front, and, it like, no staples were coming out, and I was like, what's going on with this? <laughs> and I turned it around to see, and pulled the trigger, and it shot out of the wrong part right into my hand. <laughs> oh, it was so deep, it hurt so bad. <laughs> You're a real fucking Clark Griswold over here. I know, I know. <laughs> But now you know better, question mark? I feel like any of us could still do that by accident. I took a Sharpie, this is not a lie, and wrote front on the front of it so that it wouldn't happen again. <laughs> it's like it's like how C4 has the uh, notice uh, point, point towards enemy on the one side. Yes. <laughs> yep. I do feel like I don't have any children, but in every other measurable re- way, you really I am a dad. You feel like you don't have any children? <laughs> that I know of. High five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I feel like I have the biggest dad energy of anyone I know, including actual dads. Yes, mm. I agree with that. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see Not when that you finish I've got that. my pickup truck and my wraparound shades. <laughs> we'll see when you finish that cold smoker and fit it into the back of your truck and drive around mm, <laughs> cold smoking meats. Yeah, my, you just my new truck little league games. <laughs> my new truck does have an Edison outlet, like a a real wall plug in the bed of the truck for tailgating. Mm, that's pretty cool. Or using tools out there. The guy who sold me this truck kept on being like, "Yeah, you could put like you know, it's got speakers in the bed, so you can listen to tunes with your buds while you're tailgating, or like you could plug in a TV here so you can watch the game while you're tailgating." And I kept on being like, "I don't do that." <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Stop selling me. Like, did he think he, he was going to convince me to the point where I'm like, hmm, I should get some football friends. You're right. Does <laughs> I'm not going to. Wait, did the truck you ended up buying have those features? Yes. Okay, but cool. You could plug I, in a little TV and a Sega Genesis back there. Yes, that is true. And that is, so, if he'd been like, you could go camping with your friends and you could plug in like a Switch and a TV and play Super Smash Brothers while camping in the woods. That would have been a sales point for me personally. <laughs> I find that's always true with uh, car salesmen. They always end up like being like a caricaturist where they're like, hey, you like skateboarding, right? And you're like, yeah. not really. And they're like, yeah, you love it. Skateboarding, half pipe. <laughs> yeah, like, 
do I exude some kind of energy that makes people think that I'm the kind of person who would want to paint my face in football colors and, like, eat food out of the back of a truck in the parking lot of a football game? I wouldn't want to do the face paint, but I I think tailgating would probably be pretty fun. Maybe. The eating part would be good. My new truck does have a in-bed trunk that doubles as a cooler so you can fill it with ice and beer, and I could see how that could be fun. Or fish, if you go fishing, right? With your Oh my god, there was another- there was another salesman who kept on trying to tell me how good it was for fishing, and I'm like, <laughs> you guys don't get me at all! <laughs> With that plug, oh man, you can yeah. plug in your new heat knife mm-hmm. you know, to stab those fish and instantly yep. cook them, throw them right into your coal smoker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I I was telling my mom yesterday about all of the stuff with this and uh and how like we Jen and I like to go to drive in movies sometimes and people we've seen people set up folding chairs in the bed of their truck so they don't have to sit in mm-hmm. the seats in their car. And that looks like a lot of fun. And then uh mom said, Yeah, you could have like a grill out there and grill food and I was like, I could have a foreman grill with my little plug in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I don't no, think that's any, what I'm talking about. I don't think any truck is great for fishing. You need a boat. Mm, I disagree. Depends on the fish, if you think about it. Flying fish, Jeff? Oh, yeah, that's true. Aren't there walking fish? I feel like there are fish that walk from puddle yeah, to puddle us. or whatever. Yes. Oh, love- shit. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. the ones who evolved. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love uh, the category of memes that takes that, like, artist's rendering of the first mm-hmm. creature to come out of the sea, and it's like a uh, human tel- traveling back in time to tell it to go back. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Alright, I've been staring at this one for a while, and I still can't wrap my head around what it means, mm-hmm. which is, how to repair leaking toilet seats. Yeah, I yeah. saw that one too. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing in there to leak out! They are what? solid. They are solid plastic. Yeah. Are they talking about those ones that are like uh upholstered in pleather and slightly squishy. <laughs> I think the, yeah, I know those are horrible. But when you when you sit down on one of those and all the air comes out, if you stop the air from coming out, I think it would explode. <laughs> yeah, and is the, how do you even know it's leaking? Define leaking in this scenario. Yeah, I'm baffled as well because a toilet can leak like um condensation around the top. Or the rubber, the, not rubber, the wax seal around the base could leak on the floor. Like, there are places a toilet can leak. None of them are seat related. I wonder if this is people thinking that, like, sometimes you'll get a little pool of water around where the seat connects Mm. to the thing. But that's because your tank's gasket is leaking at the bottom, not your toilet seat leaking. (laughs) Yeah, leaking out all that good toilet seat juice. Yep. (laughs) I do still like the idea of somebody being like, this thing's squishy, I wonder what's in there. I bet it's, like, water or goo. (laughs) (laughs) Ergonomic gel (laughs) for your mouth. Uh, I'm certain they make gel toilet seats. Memory foam. (laughs) (laughs) You found the one thing worse than those horrible upholstered toilet seats. (laughs) Yep. Oh, Christ. Uh, actually, toilet word- is just such a funny word. Still, when I see the word toilet in uh, some kind of headline or something, it's always funny to me. Yeah, it's now that, in it. It's like cute. Now that I've learned that almost all of the things that I say to insult people are problematic, I've been trying to come up with better things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite thing to say when I hate a contestant on Jeopardy, we all know this feeling, yes? Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. When I hate a contestant on Jeopardy and then they fail at the end and they are definitely going to come in last place, I always yell, put yourself in the toilet, and it makes me feel better. <laughs> that is pretty good. Uh, now, why do you do that when you could make fun of their appearance or ethnic heritage? Mm. <laughs> I guess I'm just not masculine enough for this truck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This f- feminine truck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was talking about another truck, a masculine truck in this fictional world where I don't live up to the expectations of the things I own. Yeah, yeah I don't and the truck ready. is telling you to uh, make uh, body jokes. Yes. <laughs> you're the truck now, dog. <laughs> you're the man now, truck. <laughs> Why would I be buying this incredibly feminine truck if I wanted to tailgate with my buddies? I just hate when people call your friends buddies. Like, that's never yeah. gonna, gonna go well. You and the boys. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, like, there's something inherently more gendered about calling your friends buddies than calling your friends my men, my boys. Like, uh, buddies no, actually, is such my, a specific thing. My men is, that's unacceptable to call your, you cannot be like, ah, uh, mm. yes, me and my men are going to go tailgate outside the football game. What Absolutely if, not. What if it's me and my men are going to go steal money from the sheriff of Nottingham? Yes, your men are absolutely your goons or employees. They are not your friends. <laughs> I'm really good at a bow and arrow, and Will Scarlet here is really great with that hot knife. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we tried to call him Hot Knife first, but he insisted on Will Scarlet instead, but behind his back we still call him Hot Knife. <laughs> I cannot get over this hot knife, goddammit. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go use that hot knife on some fish after we're done recording here. Mm-hmm. Alright, speaking of which, uh, I think we're pretty much done. Does anyone have any other ones that they want to talk about? Uh, how to seat family at your wedding. You're just gonna have to roll some dice and then assign people based on that, because there's no fucking way you're gonna do it right. Yeah, I- TV and movies have led me to believe they're supposed to be, like, a bride's side and a groom's side, but why? Who gives a shit? Yeah, I mean, I guess that was important when the families and the people involved didn't really know each other at all? I don't know. Even then, though, like, I have to sit next to people I don't know all the goddamn time. Why is the wedding different? Yeah. Like, and, like... You're only doing- you're not supposed to be interacting a whole lot during the ceremony, I don't think. Yeah, I don't understand it. I think it's because if the wedding goes wrong, you have to get into a big fight, a big battle. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it genuinely rooted in some kind of like, well, we can't seat the groom's side next to the bride's side or they will start fighting each other? It's, uh, it's like, uh, you have to be ready to do a red wedding to the other side. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you need to have all your men there. You gotta have that hot knife in your purse, just in case. Give give each of your buddies a hot knife. (laughs) Now, the red weddingers, I don't think that the people who did the red wedding were on either the groom's side or the bride's side. I mean, yeah, I guess they're on true. the bride side because she was family, but they didn't care about her, right? Was she family? Yeah, no, she, was she wasn't the their family. Be, they were mad that yeah. she wasn't their family. She specifically wasn't. Uh... Oh, no, I thought we were talking about the wedding that was the Oh, right, the, the bride and groom at the wedding, yes, that's true. But the bride okay. didn't get uh, massacred at the wedding. Oh, right, yes, yeah. that's well, true. The groom also didn't get massacred, but he did get thrown in jail, so there's that. Yeah, which is really the dream. You get married and then you just go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people would say that is how it happens, Ooh, am I right? Zing! <laughs> oh, the old ball and chain. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, I guess we're done. 
Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show. If you liked it, please rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice, uh, and uh, spread the word about us. Tell your friends, and you know, if they've got, if anyone out there has questions of how to do stuff that they want us to answer, you can suggest a a word for us to uh, to choose, and we will give you our sage wisdom or not. Yep. Um. So yeah, if you want to interact with us in any way, well, not in any way, in textual ways specifically, <laughs> you can do so by uh either messaging messaging us on twitter at hack the net pod or by uh by joining our discord um if you want to join the discord send us a message on mastodon matt heron at mastodon.online uh and jeff Jeff's refusing to say anything oh yeah no if you perceive me at all i will end you do not <clears throat> all right yeah jeff is unknowable <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> He's living at the bottom of the ocean now. He's very happy. (coughs) You can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening and have a great week uh, and come back next time. But in the meantime, guys, we can't keep doing this. Yeah, we can't. (laughs) Eat your donuts! Eat your donuts!